Welcome to the uh, the second special edition of the Going in Circles podcast this week. Earlier in the week, we had uh, the preeminent sports betting attorney in this country, a uh, man named Daniel Wallach. He was here to talk about the proposed gaming compact between the Seminole Tribe of, uh, of, of Florida and the state. And we went through a lot of how that compact could be potentially devastating for the racing industry in the state of Florida, which is, uh, I believe, the second largest state in terms of of handle. So it's probably not being reported wide enough as to how bad this could be, but it's not good. And I'll be honest, compared to today's news, which kind of broke last night on social media, Mr. Baffert's got another positive, except this one's in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, the first special edition kind of is getting overshadowed. Because this one strikes to the core of the game. This one hurts the entire sport, uh, perhaps irreparably. It literally invalidates our biggest race. I mean, the Kentucky Derby is so much bigger than everything else in this sport. Just look at the, the people running in the Preakness, right? Guys are, are dying to run in the Derby. They're running bums in the Derby. They're on horses that got no shot in the Derby because they want to run in the Derby because it's the Derby. And then nobody wants to run the Preakness. The Preakness this year was going to be a little bit soft. The biggest X factor was that Baffert was running concert tour against Medina Spirit. Horses with similar styles from the same barn. With a horse going for the second leg of the Triple Crown. But I guess that problem has been solved, right? But the Preakness is ruined, essentially, this year. It's ruined. The entry for the Preakness is tomorrow. This is... 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. The entry is on Monday, which is early. But with Mr. Baffert being banned from Churchill Downs currently and not allowing his assistants to race his horses either, it begs the question that has not yet been answered, is the Stronach Group going to take the step to do the same. Now, it's a whole lot trickier for them in that uh, <laughs> banning the trainer and the horse who just won the Kentucky Derby would seem to be uh, the last thing that you would want to do if you ran the second jewel to the Triple Crown and totally eliminate any chance of a triple crown, though there really isn't any chance of a triple crown this year because even if everything against all odds found that, oh, it was a mistake about Medina's spirit, no one's going to believe it. And even if you were to win the Preakness and the Belmont, if you're allowed to race in those two jurisdictions, no one's going to believe it. I mean, you're not talking an asterisk. You're talking like 50 asterisks. You're like the Pittsburgh Pirates in the old days when they put the little stars of Ohio State, when, uh, Buckeyes, you know, when they put the things uh, on, on the helmet, the, te- the helmet stickers. This Triple Crown is going to have about 50 of those Buckeyes all over it. Asterisk City, baby. Asterisk City. 
the court of public opinion, the horse is DQ'd already. And worse, worse than DQ'd, worse. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. Um, and this is kind of my own interpretation of looking at the nominations uh, form for the Triple Crown. Now, the Triple Crown is a separate entity. It's a one-third, one-third, one-third um, partnership between Churchill Downs, the Stronach Group, and Naira. There's a, a, sep a separate entry for these three races, uh, excuse, or a, a nomination fee. It's done before the Derby. You have to do it in the spring. According to the entry, each association reserves the right in its sole and absolute discretion to refuse, cancel, or revoke any nomination or entry, stall application, or stall agreement, or the transfer thereof, and reserves the right to deny the right to start in a race without notice to the applicant and for any reason, including but not limited to the applicant's failure to fully perform or abide by all provisions of the conditions hereof. Essentially, they can refuse the entry. At least that's how it reads to this clearly non-educated uh, legally person. I thought it was interesting, though, just on a side note. That there's a clause that says they can run their races without a starting gate, which would be, you know, a little bizarre, but interesting that that clause is in there, that it's you potentially could run the... The Derby, the Preakness, or the Belmont without a starting gate. I'd like to see that, actually. But um, getting back on topic. I don't know how NBC doesn't... I, I don't even know how they cover this story if the horse goes. I mean, clearly, if the horse doesn't go, then they will cover it, and then they'll move on to who's there. But, I mean, the elephant in the room is... is is Medina Spirit. He's the elephant in the room. If he wins, if he's allowed to race in the Preakness and, and he wins the Preakness, what does that say about us? <laughs> what does that say about a horse going for the Triple Crown It's going to be disqualified from the Triple Crown, most likely? I don't know what that says. I don't know if Mr. Baffert's license in Maryland, it, it, it's, I believe, I don't know if Maryland's, most states let you do one, two, three-year licenses. I don't know if he's licensed there. He doesn't race there regularly. I don't know that he's had a start there this year. He's currently banned from Churchill Downs. That is grounds for a license refusal. I don't know that they'll license him. I, I don't know about the time frame. I'm sure um, it won't be adjudicated by tomorrow or the next day or the next day or whatever. These things take time. Uh, it's a state regulatory process. There's, there's certainly... Uh, Rules that have to be followed and as such. This is the problem. I mean, can you believe we're talking about this? Can you believe we're talking about this? $155 million was bet on Kentucky Derby. $155 million. $155 million. And how much of that was bet by people who right now feel like they got ripped off? I cashed on Medina's spirit. And I feel, I feel like I want to, I'm not giving the money back, I'm going to tell you that. But I, I feel like I should just give it to charity. 
I mean, shit. No one's bigger than the game. The fact of the matter is the system sucks. It does suck. The regulatory system sucks. And, and then the federal, it might suck. <laughs> There's no guarantee it's going to be great. I know everyone's hoping it's going to be great. But we've hoped all the changes that have been made were going to help. In a lot of cases, they haven't helped at all. Because changes are made without, without really smart people being in the room. That doesn't mean the people are dumb. It just means the people don't get it. They don't understand what they're doing sometimes in it, making things um, less quote-unquote tolerant. You don't really save... You're not, you're not helping. You're just creating more issues of picograms. The tests are arbitrary. I don't care. You can't tell me. We don't have enough money to research hardly anything. You're going to tell me that they've researched uh, the, the 21 picograms matters and, and 18 dozen or 5 dozen. I mean, come on. But that doesn't matter. That's the rules. The rules the rules. We need better rules. I've been saying that for years. We don't need strict rules. We need better rules. We need better rules. Always need better rules. But this isn't about the rules. No matter how much um, Bafferter's attorney or, or, or his uh, minions try to turn it into that. It's not about the rules. The rules are not good. It's a shitty system. It just is. There's very little protection There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of unknowns. Look at the Truesdale lab, how poorly they've operated. Yet New Jersey and, and, and Arkansas and among others still, still keeps hiring them. There are problems. Yes, systemic issues. But that's not the case here. That's not the point. Or it might be the case, but it's not the point. The point is the Kentucky Derby of 2021 is now known as a race that doesn't really have validation anymore. Our biggest event. 15 million people watched. All we heard earlier in the, the week was how great, how great the ratings were. Now think about that. 15 million people are going to look at the news and they know it already. Believe me. I've gotten more phone calls and texts and messages today from people that aren't regular racing people. How do you get? How, how do you make that go away? You don't, because that's in their mind, and that's what's going to be in their mind. And no matter what the particulars of the case come out to be, unless there was, uh, uh, it doesn't probably even matter. It doesn't even matter. Guilty. Guilty. And it, it's it's. I don't have any explanation. People, when, when they find out you're in horse racing, they ask you two things. They ask you, oh, you guys know who's going to win all the races beforehand, right? And the other thing they ask, have you ever won the Kentucky Derby? Those are the two things that people, non-racing people, ask people when they find out you're involved in the sport of horse racing. And I guess now we can kind of make that a one, uh, a two-part, one, one question, just have two parts, right? I don't know who won the Kentucky Derby in 1967 or 65 or 70. I don't remember any of those. I wasn't really, you know, around for those. But I know who won in 1968. It's the last horse to get a positive test in a triple crown race. Dancer's Image. There's always been sort of a, an underlying, um, an undercurrent of 
unfairness to that, that maybe something uh, wasn't right about it, that there was, you know, it wasn't what it seemed. It might have been somebody sabotaging. I don't know. It's, it's a long time ago. and But no one remembers all that. They just remember the horse was disqualified. They remember the name. 155 million dollars bet on that race. <laughs> you got 155 million dollars worth of bets, and probably 140 million of it feels like they get ripped off. I mean, outside of like a tragic occurrence, I don't know that there's a worse scenario here. I really don't. I really don't. I, I just don't. Outside of like the Chinese spaceship, like you know, hurtling into uh, uh, the, the 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 stretch of the Preakness, I I don't know what could be worse for the Preakness. I feel for the people in Maryland. I feel for the trainers in Maryland and the owners, and the breeders and and all those people. Who last year had to suffer through. Uh, a preakness, a preakness is, is hugely important to the racing in Maryland. Most of the money derived from is from that day. And now they're looking at this after having uh, laurels closed, the tracks infested with rats, which most tracks are, but uh, you know they're having surface issues. There's trainers all over the place. Um, the Pimlico deal is, is kind of in flux. No one's sure what's going to happen there. At least no one's, you know, talking about it. Um, and now this. Now this. I mean, it ruined the, it's ruining the Preakness. And the Triple Crown as well. And it, and it puts racing in a difficult position of trying to explain things that aren't easily explained. We do a bad job of explaining the easy things. I mean, where do we go? Like, what do we do? I mean, Bob, step away. Step away, man. You're not a kid. You're going to have a heart attack. I don't really have a relationship with Bob Baffert, but you could see in that press conference, that the guy is, is 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 extremely stressed, understandably, whether you like him or hate him or don't like him. I mean, come on, just walk away for now. You're you're a wealthy guy. You don't need this. If what you're saying is true and you have nothing to do with this, and no one that works for you has nothing to do with this, and this was a setup or or whatever, how can you how, how can you go on? How can you go on? How can you go on? And even if, if, if it's not, or, or whatever. When... <sighs> I, I just don't know how, how you show up. How do you keep showing up? Step away. Get out of the spotlight. This is going to be ugly. Really ugly.
And this affects everybody. It affects everybody in horse racing. It affects every single person. It affects the sales companies. It affects the tracks. It affects all the people that work at the track. It affects the breeders. It affects uh, the people that work at, 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 at any of the uh, ancillary businesses. It affects everyone. And a lot of you people are enablers. A lot of you people look the other way. A lot of you people can't wait to send horses to the guy winning 32%. Can't put legible sentences. This guy's winning like 28, 34, 34%. They can't even put sentences together. But they're smarter than everybody else, right? And Baffert's smart. Baffert's not dumb. Not at all. But he's not a sympathetic character. And he can't win this time. There's no winning, Bob. There's no winning. You can't win. Even if you get off, you're going to be a marked person. I mean, you're literally going to have to have a chain link fence around your barn. 24-hour surveillance. I don't know that you shouldn't have had it already. A lot of positives. And no, none of them are like for, uh, you know, smoking gun juice, you know? But still. If Tom Brady had four or five deflate gates, do you think he would have been quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? He had one. They gave him a four-game suspension. His PR machine and, and the fact that he's... Uh, he was able to continue to win when he went to somewhere new. Enabled him to get over that. There was one thing. One. A friend put in a message to me today that his quote was, the dog ate the homework, can't work when you're the, the logo like the NBA. And that's what he is for our sport. He's the logo. He's the face of it. He, he's the guy out there winning the biggest races. He's the most successful trainer. <laughs> Article in the TDN yesterday, which of course uh, didn't age very well, made some comments to the fact that um, that, that there's a nebulous main, mainstream agenda against Baffert. That that's the exact quote. That's the exact quote. A nebulous mainstream agenda. Our own community has been too ungenerous to one of the greatest achievers in the sport's long history. That's what the establishment thinks. And believe me, if you're not establishment, you'll have a hard time convincing them otherwise. Churchill's establishment, and they banned him. I'd have liked to have known if this had happened in the Santa Anita Derby, if they'd abandoned them. We know they wouldn't. But this is the Kentucky Derby, baby. That's the that's the, the golden goose. You don't mess with Churchill's Derby. If you're involved in this sport in any capacity, you better look yourself in the in the mirror. And you better figure out. Do you really love the sport? If you make money at this sport, 
You better look at it and figure out, what am I going to do if everything goes awry? If this is your job, if this is your career, if this is your life. And a lot of us my age, Buff Bradley, he had enough. Stan Huff had enough. Twice. A lot of guys, they walk away. They walk away. It's not a coincidence. We keep ignoring the super trainer issues. We keep ignoring them. Belmont ran three stakes yesterday with five horse fields on the dirt. Five, five, and five. You think that's sustainable? What are we going to do two, three, four years from now when, when the, the, the COVID full crop, which assuredly is going to be smaller? What are we going to do? Where are we going to get the horses from? How are we going to promote the sport? How are we going to promote the sport? Everything matters. How are you going to get people to invest in the sport? How are you going to get people to keep betting if the, if the biggest races are, are run and, and things are, are, are like this? How are you going to get people to invest in, you know, outside of the, the stupid micro shares? And yeah, how how you feel if you invested in Monomoy Girl or uh, uh, Got Stormy? Authentic was a fluke. It was a, it was a home run for them. Because everything worked, everything turned to gold. But that doesn't happen very much when you own horses. How many people are turned off today to the point? Oh yeah, a lot of them are going to be turned off to the point. And guess what? They love the game and they'll be back. But not all of them. And we keep shedding people. We keep shedding people. We keep shedding people in this sport. And we keep shedding people outside the sport. As it continues to contract and continues to contract and continues to contract. And the headlines are say, ah, oh, handles up eight, nine percent, blah, 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 blah. Until it's down 10%. The business has been contracting for 30 years, little by little by little by little. It's crazy that people think that it's not, but, you know, most people never bother doing any research. For the, they're just willing to believe what they believe. The sport is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yet field size isn't getting bigger. We were handling more nine, ten years ago than we do now. With inflation, we should be doing twenty million. We're supposed to be happy if we get to twelve billion. Twenty billion, not 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 twenty million. Racing does a lot of things right. It does. The big events are are They work, but they don't work if the biggest event of all can't be trusted. If the biggest names can't be trusted. And I'm telling you, you create this too big to fail. And you got seven or eight trainers out there if have the same issue, if they come up with the same issue. Just because they haven't doesn't mean it won't happen again. Steve Asmus did six months. Everyone forgets that. And they let him run concurrently. It could have been a year. And the more horses you run, yes, the more chances of violations occur. Yes, absolutely. But that's the risk you take when you want to be that big. We have to do something in this sport, like, now. 
I don't know what. I don't think any of these lawsuits that people are going to try, like Swifty with, with the... I, I don't think they'll win. I, I just don't. The one that they... The, the Meadowlands won, but the, it's a small-time trainer. The, 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 the people just didn't have the, the funds to fight it. They settled because PETA was backing the, the, the suit, and they were just going to... You know, they have unlimited funds in that, that situation. I don't know who you're going to sue. The track, the racing commission. The, they're not going to give up. That's for sure. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't feel ripped off. Maybe a clash action suit would, would, would be something that would work. I don't know. But that doesn't change the game. We've seen it almost doesn't matter how bad things are. Getting people at the top of this sport to change never seems to happen. The rich get richer and they just keep squeezing it, whether it be a track, whether it be a trainer, whether it be an owner, whether it be a breeder, they squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. There's not going to be any more lemon juice left when you squeeze the lemon dry. I've spent 25 minutes ranting. I don't know if anybody's got this far, but if they have, you care more about racing than the people that are responsible for it. And that's a freaking shame. That's a freaking shame. And I'm stuck in this stupid business. I, 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 I'm addicted to it. I love it. I hate it. I hate that I love it. I love harness racing. Shit, I bet quarter horses. I like watching the races. I like the people. Not the big name people. Most of the big name people outside of a couple are, you know, they're not all that fun. But there's so many characters, there's so many great people involved in the sport, not the people you heard about for the most part. That's the one of the other things, is that a lot of the people that are portrayed as the good guys really aren't. I know I'm, I'm rambling and talking about generalizations, but I've met a lot of great people during, this, this, during my years in this sport. A lot of really great people. And to see them get harmed... Because nobody ever did wanted to do anything. Because we didn't set up the system right. Because we didn't um, address the issues. Because the penalties uh, matched the, the 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 lackluster rules, which the the favoritism shown to certain people. I stand by what I said. If you've listened this far, you listen to this semi-incoherent ranting, you care more about the sport and about the game and about the whole thing, the whole industry, than most of the people at the top. Most of them are just collecting checks or they're just squeezing every, squeezing that lemon dry. I want to change it, but I'll be honest, I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm just one guy. <laughs> I got one guy on my podcast, and yeah, we probably get about a thousand people a week. Not a thousand people. I mean, I'm sure that uh, you know you listen to two or three of the podcasts. One person count as three, but I'm up for ideas. Going in circles podcast at Gmail. I feel your pain. 
Mm. Never thought we'd get to this point. Always had in the back of my mind that something like this might happen, but you never thought it would actually happen. I'll have a show tomorrow night with Barry. Barry's on vacation. He seems like he's uh, yucking it up up at uh, Universal Studios. And he's eating well. I, I, I've seen a number of pictures of, uh, of food. So we'll have Barry on and we'll get his take. And I'm sure by tomorrow there's going to be a whole lot of other stuff to talk about. And this, just with this. And I'm sure no one's going to want to talk about anything else. So I appreciate you listening. And um, if you care about horses in Florida and, and about... Uh, about dirty political deals. Listen to the podcast uh, with Danny Wallach. Actually, you listen to about the first uh, 20, 30 minutes, you, you'll get the gist of it. So, thanks for listening, and uh, see you tomorrow.